This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks, a video production company reimagining stock media. Hey everyone, welcome to the Creator Hub Podcast. My name is Lloyd. I'm so excited that you're listening to this podcast right now. I think this is gonna be an amazing episode. It's the last episode in the month of February, which I cannot believe is even over. We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about, but before we do that, I just wanna make sure that you know about our newsletter. Every single week, we share updates and tips for aspiring creators. We also share a bunch of resources that you should know about as a creator, things from like creator funds, to events happening, to opportunities. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the Creator Hub. You can do so at bigcreator.energy. That's B-I-G-C-R-E-A-T-O-R dot energy. We've got a lot of exciting things to share. Uh, if you don't know, I launched a podcast course on February 2nd. And since then, 2,800 of you have went through that course, which I cannot even believe. I don't even know that many people. So the fact that you continue to support me or maybe that you shared it with other people, it all means so much to me. And I just, I can't even tell you how much I really, really, really appreciate it. And so if you went through the course or maybe you shared it with someone that wanted to start a podcast, I really, really appreciate it. If this is the first time you're even hearing about this course, um, I teamed up with LinkedIn to release a course on how to start a podcast using a tool called Anchor. This is literally the easiest possible way to start a podcast. And so if you haven't already, make sure you check it out. It's gonna be below in the show notes, but if you find me on LinkedIn, it's right on my profile. Anyway, thanks for listening to today's episode. I really, really appreciate it. It's gonna be a great episode. I wanna talk to you about a lot of different things from my goals to failure and how we deal with that as a creator. But before I do that, I do wanna share a resource with you that I've been using quite a lot. And that is ChatGPT, which I know I kind of stayed away from like the ChatGPT train. Like when it first came out, I didn't really make that many videos about it. I do think it's amazing, but I just sort of wanted to figure out how I could use it first before making content about it. Um, and so I've had a lot of time over the last few weeks just to explore the best way to use it as a podcaster, creator, and entrepreneur. And I wanna share uh, the three top ways I've been using it. I've also just released a blog today sharing how I use ChatGBT and all the different ways that you can use it as a podcaster. So I hope you will consider checking that out. But the first way I've been using ChatGBT is for blogging, transcribing and creating content for my podcast episodes. So whenever an episode is actually recorded, just like I'm recording right now, I'll export this audio into a tool called otter.io. Otter is just a transcribing tool. So Otter will transcribe the audio of the episode into written content. I'll then take that transcription and put it into ChatGBT and say, hey, ChatGBT, turn this transcription into a blog or turn this transcription into an email explaining what this episode is about or turn this transcription into a few LinkedIn posts that I can use to get people to listen to the entire episode. And so these are some of the prompts that you can use to make your podcast content a little more digestible, a little more consumable, just because we may be repurposing our podcast content on different platforms platforms and to constantly be thinking about the best way to um, entice people or talk about your episode could kind of be exhausting. And so those are some of the ways that I feel like ChatGPT 
has been helpful. Um, the biggest way I've been using ChatGPT is to transcribe the actual audio into a blog. And just from like an SEO standpoint, I also post my podcast episodes on my website. Just from like an SEO standpoint, that's just like helpful. Like it just, it makes a really big difference. If you go to my website, bigcreator.energy, you'll be able to tell that the actual episode or the actual page for the episode is similar to a blog. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can actually see the entire transcription of the episode. And so the SEO value in that page alone is significant, which I think for a podcaster, if you're going to be creating content, why not try and maximize it all the different ways you can. The second way I've been using ChatGPT is for tone and grammar. Sometimes I find myself in situations where I have to write emails that aren't that easy to write. For instance, asking a client to change a behavior or asking a client if I could change or update the deadline or just asking one of my contractors to do something. And while I can easily draft the initial email and, and get what I'm trying to say out of my head and onto paper, it is nice knowing that I can just write it exactly as I feel, take that email, put it in ChatGBT and say, hey ChatGBT, can you change this email to something that's a little more friendly or something that's a little more empathetic? Or can you check all of, can you check this email for all of the ways that I can improve the grammar? All of those things are super helpful. And because I'm now having to send more emails and communicate with more people, um, I'm not the best email writer, quite frankly. And so it does give me a little more peace of mind and knowing that like, you know what, I can write the first draft, put it in ChatGBT, improve it to the best of my ability, and then send it. That though, that isn't that big of a difference. Doing that regularly, um, I think improves my emails overall by a tiny percentage, and that makes a big difference. The third way I've been using ChatGPT is for podcast questions, which I thought that this would not be possible. But last week, I interviewed a content creator named Jada, who happens to be a content strategist. Uh, if you haven't checked out that episode, please make sure you do. It's one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've done. But going into this interview a day before the actually the same day as the interview i was not prepared i didn't have all of my questions written and so i basically went into chat gbt and i said hey chat gbt can you create 10 podcast questions for someone that is a brand strategist it, it then gave me the initial questions and i was able to ask it to change it and say can you make these a little more thoughtful for someone that's a TikTok creator that's struggling to create content and be consistent and find a niche and then it updated the questions and i just kept customizing it and customizing it and customizing it and the feedback i got from that podcast episode for the people that really enjoyed it they consistently told me they enjoyed my questions to jada um, which obviously once i got the questions from chat tbt i did like personalize them a little more and i did kind of change the tone and ask them more from my perspective but it did give me like the initial 10 first 10 questions so that I wasn't stuck, um, which is kind of how I was feeling before I used ChatGBT. And so that's the third way I think I'm going to use it just to like spark ideas, especially if I just need like a first draft. I just need, you know, the initial idea and then I can approve upon it. I think that will be helpful because then I can use it for podcast questions. I could use it for YouTube ideas. I could use it for TikTok ideas because in most cases, I just need the initial inspiration and then I could sort of personalize it and customize it from there. But that's enough about the ways that I'm using it. I'd love to know all the different ways that you may be using ChatGBT. It's been a pretty valuable tool for me, tool for me so far. In fact, I've went ahead and got the paid version and that has been super, super awesome. And so I'd love to know how you're using ChatGBT. 
If you follow me on Instagram at Lloyd, not George or TikTok, make sure you reach out to me and let me know there. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I've been creating content now for a little over a year. During that time, I've learned a lot about the types of videos that perform well. One thing is for certain, you need to make your videos as engaging as possible and I have a very easy and cost-efficient way to make that happen. I'd like to introduce you to my latest sponsor, Storyblocks. Storyblocks is a video production platform that reimagines stock media to support a rapid video creation with a truly unlimited model and easy to use tools that help you exceed your business goals by using video. There are really three big reasons why I think you should check out Storyblocks. With the exception of my video editor, Shane, none of us listening are professional video editors. Storyblocks provides thousands of professional pre-made motion graphics. There's also a large pool of stock videography to use. I mean, they literally have over 1 million videos for you to choose from. Now, my lawyer said I couldn't say their name, but I recently worked with and I got charged a million different fees, which is why I love that Storyblocks has transparent pricing. Because I need to use every dollar I have to grow my creator business. I think Storyblocks could help you level up as a creator, which is the reason I decided to partner with them. Make sure you go to storyblocks.com slash creator hub. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash C-R-E-A-T-O-R-H-U-B. You can also find the link in the show notes. Yo, welcome back. Let's get back into it. Now, I want to talk to you about something that I've been thinking about for a few weeks now. I want to talk to you about failure. At the beginning of this year, I set some pretty audacious goals. And at the time that I did that, I think I was kind of on a, a new year high. I was feeling very inspired. I felt like I crushed my goals last year. And so I was very eager to make my goals for this year. And so I went ahead and set my goals for this year. The first was to make uh, $50,000 in brand deals and sponsorship. The second was to accumulate 10,000 downloads per month on my podcast episode. And the third was to get 10,000 emails in my email newsletter. Now, when I set those goals, I thought, great, I've set the goals and now it's time to get to work and trying to make those goals a reality. But one of the things that I didn't necessarily think about that didn't hit me at the time was the fact that when you set audacious goals, like it's not gonna be easy accomplishing them. Like it's not gonna be a walk in the park. It's gonna be challenging. There's gonna be obstacles and you're gonna be doing a lot of things for the first time. And there's a learning curve that I wasn't necessarily prepared for. And so when you get into growth mode and all of these amazing things are happening because all the things that are happening to me are bringing me one step towards my goal but all the things that are happening to me are also requiring a certain level of excellence, a certain level of professionalism that maybe I didn't have before. For instance, just for me to hit my $50,000 goal working with brands and sponsors, I have to work with more companies. Last year, I told you that my goal was $15,000 and I ended up making $20,000, which was amazing. I had, that was just great. But in order to double that, basically, you're taking on more capacity. And if you don't have systems in place to handle that capacity, it could be very easy to get overwhelmed. That's just an example of some of the things that happen as a result of me choosing to grow, basically. 
And so this episode, I guess, is a really transparent one because I want to share with you just sort of what's been happening in my mind and how I've been feeling over the last few weeks as I go on this journey of growth. One of the things that you may know is I run a business called Podman, which is basically a business where my wife and I manage podcasts for other influencers and brands. And we absolutely love podcasting. Not only are we really good at it, but you know, my wife is also a producer in real life. And so she's so helpful. And so together we're like a dynamic team that's unstoppable. This is, I think the thing that we are the best at. And so as we do that, and just because we love it and just because we're good at it, that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't gonna be challenges. This is in fact the first time we're running a business at this level and at this scale, and that comes with its own challenges. We've had to get better at our improving our systems, our process, how we handle clients, how we hire people, and those are all things that we are doing for the first time. And so I find myself kind of feeling frustrated kind of feeling a little scared because I don't want to let any of my customers down. I also want to make sure that I'm putting all of the people I'm hiring in the best position to succeed, but I am doing this for the very first time. And with that, there's just going to be mistakes because I'm doing it for the first time. And so I think about the fact that a few weeks ago, this was exactly what I said I wanted to do. I literally said, hey, you know what? I don't like how dependent I am on brands and sponsorships. I want to generate revenue outside of just working with brands so that I can be a little more independent. And as a result of that, my wife and I decided to start this business. That's exactly how we got here. And so this is exactly what we want and exactly where we want to be. And just as a FYI, I think all creators should have their own business. They should make money in some other way that is not 100% dependent on brands or sponsors. Because in this journey as a creator, the one thing that I've learned for certain is that you don't own anything. You don't own your followers on any of these platforms. You don't own any of the contact information of any of the people that follow you. You don't own the ability to communicate with the people that follow you on any of these platforms. You are not entitled or these brands don't owe you any brand sponsorships. And so all of that is dependent on other people. You could lose it any second but starting your own business and putting your own fate as a creator in your hands i think goes a long way and increases the possibility for you becoming a self-sustaining creator and i only bring that up and say it that way to remind myself that this is exactly what i said i wanted and i do in fact want to be an entrepreneur but that doesn't change the fact that it's hard and that you're doing it for the first time but the challenges I've been facing are not just related to my business. One of the things I said this year is that I'm going to be more consistent on my podcast and that I'm going to post one podcast every single week. I'm also going to create more content on YouTube and TikTok. And as a result of me having to be consistent, I've had to be a little more organized. Sometimes I had to sleep a little less because I have to stay up late to edit videos. And these are all challenges and things that I welcome but they are in fact challenges and they are very, very difficult. And so with all of this in mind, I've been spending a little more time thinking and just trying to figure out where some of my anxiety is coming from and what exactly is making this really difficult. And the thing that I figured out is that maybe I have my, my the absolute worst case scenario in my mind is not being good at something or not being perfect at it. And I'm learning that through this journey of doing things for the first time that you really have to give yourself grace and that you have to, every day I've been saying to myself, it's okay, you're doing it for the first time. 
it's okay, you're doing it for the first time. Every time I collaborate with a brand and they trust me enough to do something, but it's something I haven't done before, I instantly get nervous, I instantly start to worry, I instantly just um, think about that every single day and obsess about it. And I just have to remind myself that it's okay, you've never done this before, you're doing it for the very, very first time and this is a natural feeling to have. You'll figure it out and it'll be amazing. Or maybe not, and that's okay too. But I am doing it for the first time and therefore I have to give myself some grace. And that's really what I wanna talk about today. This portion of my podcast, I know I said was heavily focused on the feeling of failure, but I think more than that, a more accurate way to describe this segment of the podcast is grace. Because we don't always get to control how we feel. We don't always get a say in the emotions we feel at any given time, but we do get a say in how we respond and how we choose to perceive the things that are happening to us. And, you know, over the last few weeks, I've sort of been uh, feeling a little overwhelmed. I, I just naturally haven't had a lot of time just because I had a few projects on my plate. But in the future, I'm choosing to give myself grace and I'm choosing to be a little more intentional about some of the things that I allow myself to obsess over. I'm choosing to say, hey, this is the first time you're doing something and you need to give yourself grace. That in no way is an excuse to continue to suck at something, but it is a realization that sucking at something that you're doing for the first time is not the worst possible scenario, even though that's how it may feel. The irony in all of this is the fact that all of the people I work with know that I am new and they give me a lot of grace, honestly. It's just me and some of the ways that I perceive myself and I tend to be a little harder on myself. It's almost like that quote, we are our biggest critics. And so I wanna empower you to know that it's gonna be okay. And as you start new things, whether it's starting a podcast, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether maybe it's your own business, or maybe you're new to TikTok, all of these things are things that are worth trying and I'm so happy you're pursuing them. And I want you to know that on your journey, there's gonna be things that you do that are new, things that you do for the first time, opportunities that come about that are bigger than you're used to. And as you experience all of this, I want you to know that it's gonna be okay, it's all gonna work out, and to give yourself grace. The flip side of this is maybe you don't feel any of this and you completely don't resonate with anything I'm saying, which is totally okay too. But if you are in that position, then I would challenge you to ask yourself, Am I really dreaming big enough? Do my goals seem a bit unattainable? Or am I playing it safe and choosing goals that I know are well within my limits? Which FYI, there isn't any right or wrong way to do goals. It's just sort of what works for you. As I think about what I chose for myself and why I chose my goals, it was because I really wanted to stretch myself. There's this amazing quote by J. Cole where he talks about retiring and how he wants to feel when it's time for him to retire. And he talks about asking himself, did I really leave it all on the field? Did I really live a life where I had to give my creativity everything I had? Can I really say I pushed my own limits? And that quote has just always stuck with me and I've just always resonated with that. And that's kind of how I wanna live my life too. I wanna feel like I've not only given it my best effort, but I wanna feel like I really dreamt big. And I'd even be okay with not hitting my goals because I know that I'm really pushing the bounds of what's possible. But I do wanna know that I not only dreamt big about what was possible and lived a life full of faith, 
I want to know that I did my best to get there. I think it's safe to assume that if you're listening to this podcast that you are in fact a creator that wants to grow. Or maybe you're just my mom. But you're probably a creator. And I just want to let you know that if you're listening to this podcast, I'm rooting for you. I not only believe that you're going to do amazing things, I believe that you don't even know what's possible for you yet. That there are things that will happen the longer you continue to create content that are beyond your wildest dreams. At least, that's what I'm believing for you. Creating content online has changed my life. And that's all I hope for and believe for for other people. I hope that you continue to pursue your wildest dreams. I hope you continue to create content. I hope you believe that you can be consistent and create great content and change people's life that consume your content. And I really, really, really appreciate you listening. Until next time.